Hey, 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 welcome to Kicking It With Crystal, Travel Diaries of a Goddess. I'm your host, Crystal the Goddess, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode where we discuss different travel experiences between me and a few friends. I also talk about travel optimization, aka travel hacking, and I'll throw on a few life shenanigans along the way. You know, living life as a goddess. Now, let's get into it, yeah, hey, get into it, yeah, hey. Get into it. Hey, and welcome to my first episode of my new podcast, Kicking It With Crystal, Travel Diaries of a Goddess. That's me, Ting. I'm super, super, super excited to start this podcast. Again, another podcast I've been wanting to do for a while because I've also started my podcast for my business, House of Divinity. The podcast is called Divine Discussions. Go ahead and look that up. But anyways, I digress. Uh, <laughs> quick plug, but I'm just super excited because I've had this thought for a while and I really just wanted to come on here and talk to y'all about my travel journey, right? Talk to you. I do my travel vlogs on YouTube at Crystal the Goddess and I just give you POV experiences where we learn about culture. We learn about history. I give you the shenanigans and sometimes we're just chilling, you know, but I already do that on YouTube and I was like, I don't actually talk about my experiences. So that is why I wanted to create this podcast. And this is why it is the travel diaries of a goddess. Because from my goddess perspective, I'm going to tell you all about these experiences. All right. And I'm super excited about it. I also was like, Crystal, you could bring some people on to also talk about their travel experiences as well. And so that made me super excited. So today's episode, we are talking about part one of my Egypt travel vlog in Cairo. And I got some notes just to kind of help me along, okay? Because I just want to talk about what that was like. So we started in LA and I went to Egypt on a group trip, an informational trip, an educational trip. And I went with the Quazis, Asher, uh, Ash, Ashwa. I'm messing this up. Um, it's like Asher Quazi. The way you say it and pronounce it is a little bit different, but it's Asher, Asher Quazi and Mary Ra Quazi. Okay. They've been studying Egypt, him in particular, I know over 40 plus years. And so I knew when I wanted to go back to the motherland for the very first time, I want to go with them. Okay. Also because it's so informational. It's not just someone that's walking you around or giving you false information. I did not want to have any false information. So I want to go with someone who's been studying it for a long time. Um, and he studied under some of the greats. And I don't want to say no names and mess it up. So I'm not even going to go into it. But if you know him, if you know, you know. All right. He's known in this world. If you're talking about Egypt, uh, Kemetology, the history of Egypt, the history of Kemet, which is ancient Egypt, then he's the guy. So him and his wife, they're, they're known for that. So we knew we wanted to go with them. And in order to fly with them, we their brochure said you needed to leave out of New York. So what we did was we booked the trip to New York and we got there like a day. Yeah, we got there a day in advance. And then actually we did a red eye, if it matters. But yeah, it was still a day in advance. So we went to New York. That flight was cool. I'm from LA, so it was like five hours. And then what we did was slept in New York we were in like right by the airport, actually, right by JFK. So what is that? Um, Jamaica was, is it like the Jamaica part? I don't remember. But we were like not even barely 10 minutes from the airport. So we slept there, enjoyed the hotel. They had the best vegan sausage. 
I swear I never had like Beyond Meat sausage for breakfast sausage. I was like, where, I wanted to know where they got that from. So that was super cool. Like, love that. I would go back just for the sausage there. And then, so we didn't really do much. We were going to walk around, but we were so like isolated. There were maybe three hotels in the row. And then like we walked down the street, but we were just so in the neighborhood and I just didn't really feel comfortable if I'm being honest. I'm like, I don't feel like walking around this neighborhood that I don't know. <laughs> it's not giving safe. It's not giving smart. And if you watch any of our vlogs, you know we do this all the time. We literally go walking around these new countries. But something about walking around New York, I was like, I don't really want to walk in the city, in the residential area of New York. It wasn't even the tourist area. Like, no, I'm good. So the hotel was cool. I wasn't impressed. It was whatever. But then let me see. We arrived the next day. JFK, so our flight left at like 6 p.m. We arrived there at 1 p.m. Just like our tour guides, they were like, we have to go to Egypt Air. They opened the terminal at a certain time. So we had to get there early enough because the line like wrapped around and you can see that on the vlog. But the line like, it went crazy. So luckily we got there when we did. Our family was like one of the first families out of everybody that was flying out of Egypt Air. They have one flight a day. And I don't even think it's every day, I think it's every couple days, but they have one flight on that day. And so we were flying out through Egypt Air. Waiting was okay, you're just waiting. Like it's nothing you can really do but wait. There's not a lot of food there. We just ate before we got to the airport. The wait was cool. Getting to see the people, obviously we're all strangers so we're not really talking. Talking to a few people in our vicinity, but it was like, okay, like nice to meet you. One person brought a kid. I was really happy about that. I was like, okay, cool. My son's not gonna be the only kid here. But they had a daughter and I think, I don't know, she may have been maybe barely a year or two younger than Jay, but just they weren't on the same like maturity level. And Jay was just like, um, like they played in the pool. So I won't say that. They, I think they actually got along fine. But it was exciting just getting to know everybody, asking people where they were from. We go through the checkpoint. First of all, those freaking, um, what is it? The TSAers at freaking JFK, rude. <laughs> they were so rude. Like, and it felt rude to me, but honestly, I really just think it's like the New York way. So they were just like, the way they just yell like, I don't want to be yelled at all the time. I just don't. I just don't. And I remember saying like, dang, like they intense. And then one of the girls that was in our group was like, you think so too? I thought it was just me. She was another black chick. And I was going to say with braids, because you know, that's the whole thing right now. Black girls with braids must be going on a trip. But she definitely had her individuals. Yo, where is team catch flights, not feelings? I'm looking for y'all. Shop our global goddess tees right now so that you can rep team catch flights, or perhaps it's team getting passport stamps. Perhaps it's team can't do it. Got a flight booked. Whatever team you want. If you in the sky, shop this tea. See you there. Bye. But um, she was like, you notice it too? I thought it was just me. I said, no girl, I'm noticing it. Like, why is you yelling? Why are you so mad? Like, why you mad? Like, don't be yelling. I don't want to be yelled at. Don't be yelling at me. <laughs> Anyways. So getting through TSA, that was cool. We were super early. So then we just kind of, you know, waited around the terminal, got some, got some, uh, what is it? Some Snapchats, because I like my geotags. So I literally only keep Snapchat to get geotags on all my photos, boomerangs, pictures, whatever. Just so you know, I was there. I didn't fake the funk. I was really there. It's a receipt. Um, now, getting on Egypt Air, this was my first international flight that went like more than eight hours. 
And so I didn't really know what to expect. Of course, we were in a big old Boeing plane. I don't know the number, but it was big. And what I love and I did not really expect was like the welcome kit when you got on the airplane. And again, you can see this in the Egypt travel vlog part one. And I have, if you look in the captions, I have timestamps of everything. So you can just see like, and that's actually what I'm using as my outline. But if you look, it'll say like time to board Egypt air. And so you, um, you'll see everything right there. Let me see. And then... So when we got on, I was surprised because it came with a, we had a pillow in our seat. We had a blanket in our seat. The, the blanket, I was like, okay, that's great. The pillow, I was not expecting. So I was like, ooh, like I like this. And then I realized starting on that flight that like my back, I don't like long flights. So in the way those seats are, you know, they're not ergonomically, you know, friendly. So I like to put it right like in the small of my back. But when I put the pillow there, I guess it helps support my spine. And that makes it so much more comfortable for me on these longer flights. So you got that. We also got little gift baggies. They had um, headphones in there because on Egypt Air, they use a different cord. I don't know what I would call like a different outlet for their headphones. It's not the regular jack that we have. They use a different jack. And on their airplanes, it's, the, it's like a two-pronged jack. So they give you headphones. Every kid had headphones. We had socks. We had eye masks. We had sanitizer packets, we had hand wipe packets, and we had a mask, because this was in 2021. It might have been 2021. It might have been 2020, honestly. I don't remember. Because um, um, last year, no, so it must have Oh, we're in 23. Okay, yeah, so it's 2021. All right, so we went in 2021, so we still had masks. It was like, you know, when everything was first opening back up for real, for real. So they gave you all that stuff, and I thought that was pretty cool. I still have a lot of them because we had Egypt Air going there and Egypt Air going back, so I just collected some of them. But I love the face, the white. Oh, and then, then it had, like, facial towelettes for your face. And I love that because after a long flight, you know, you feel like nasty. It also had like a little travel toothbrush, toothpaste, all of that stuff. But I like that I could like wipe my face. If you wanted to go to the bathroom and brush your teeth, you could. So I really love that. They was like, we don't want to smell that stink, bro. <laughs> so I love that. And then the meal, I was so impressed by the meal. I believe it was like quinoa or something. Um, I think it had like a jello. The water was in a cup, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, let's see, salad, bread, water, cheese stick, and orange juice. Then it was tofu. Oh, it was the tofu and rice. I had the quinoa somewhere else. So we had the tofu with rice. Oh, I don't even eat tofu at home. When I tell y'all it tasted so good, it really was really, it was delicious. Their meal was so delicious. I was very happy, very satisfied. I think my son was being real funny style. I don't think he liked the way it looked, so I don't think he ate it. But like the water coming, I said jello, but that's because in my mind I'm visual and I remember what it looked like. And it looked like a jello, it was a jello cup, a plastic jello cup with the foil like that you peel, the lid that you peel off. And it was water. So you just drank the water from like this plastic jello cup, which is pretty interesting and different. But the food, love the food. I would give that a freaking a 10 out of 10 the way I remember it. 10 out of 10 would go back like just to have their food. Probably some of the best food I've had on an airplane. Definitely top three. It's giving top three for sure. So let me see. I'm looking at my outline. Um, we also got breakfast. Breakfast was whatever. I don't remember a lot of good breakfast. It's not very memorable. 
let's see. We had croissants. Oh, with the jelly sandwich, right. That's why I'm like, I remember out there, I ate a lot of just like bread and jelly for breakfast. Cause they do like eggs and meats and stuff. So same thing on the airplane. Luckily I had like a jelly sandwich with like a little croissant with some fruit. That was pretty good. Really basic, honestly, a lot of times, like especially I guess with a diet like mine, which is more vegan-ish, I try to be vegan, but when I'm on vacation, I do eat like fish. So it's just like, sometimes you just gotta eat for substance. Like that's what I tell myself. Like even when I try new meals, I'm like, that didn't taste real good. Sometimes you, got, you just gotta eat for substance. So eating the breakfast, my son just be like, ugh. I'd be like, well, you're gonna be hungry. I'm not gonna be hungry. I'm gonna eat this, this bread and this jelly sandwich. And you know what I did? Cause it was like the roll I just, and it came with jelly and I just put it on there and ate, made, my, made myself a little jelly sandwich. So that was actually pretty cool. And then, uh-oh, sorry, my outline. I looked down and it had changed. So let's see, we arrived there. Okay, we're back. So we arrive in Cairo. First of all, I'm always team carry on. We did 15 days in Cairo. I don't like the idea of my luggage getting lost, getting I won't say stolen, but getting lost, getting damaged. So I just like to do carry-on. So all my whole family, we all had one luggage for our carry-on, and we packed enough outfits for 15 days. And probably not 15 because we had we were washing clothes and stuff and sending it to the laundry at the hotel. But we had to wait for everybody to get their luggage, and then we were greeted by our tour guides. Now, what I love, love, love is that all the people that we met, they were like, welcome home welcome home welcome home like they were like you are home now and i love that because most of our group was black like 99 i think honey was the only non-black person and two other people looked like they were mixed i think everybody else was black 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 me black black um it might have just been one because one of them just was like anyways it was all you know they see this big group of black people and they're just like welcome home and that really did feel welcoming like i felt like engulfed in the love and that was a good feeling for me to say like I'm back at the motherland and I I am home you know like I why'd y'all take me from here like I want to stay here and I wish I could have I mean you know who knows like you really don't know how life would be obviously it'd be different because America is America and all these other countries are different but I mean I don't even want to get into this quality of life thing, but it is obviously just sad knowing like you were taken and I'm not, I mean, I'm, my ancestors probably weren't directly from Egypt, but everybody's from, you know, Africa, but you know, it's just like to be on the motherland and be like welcomed home. That felt so good. So I love that. And then by the time we got, so we're driving around and it's, this was so surreal to just see all the buildings. So it's interesting that like a lot of the buildings after the highest level, you just see like the the um, crowbars. I don't know what I would call that, but like that the crowbar materials, it just goes up. Like it would be like, like four and they would just go up and they would just stay out, like hang outside the building. And we asked like, why would they, my, my son was asking like, why would they do that? And Honey's idea was that, or his theory is that, they do that so they can build on top of it later. So they don't like cut the building off and make this nice finish, they just leave it up there. Um, but a lot of what we did see was like buildings, I mean it did look like 
Like, was it an earthquake? Were they demolished? Like, what's really going on? Are people living in there? Like, some buildings you could not tell. It was also, uh, you could see people out. The traffic was crazy. People, like, there was no, like, road rules. Like, road rules were a joke. Fortunately for us, we were in a big group, and they got us, like, a motorcade. So we were, like, they, the police officers were guiding the bus wherever we were going. So that was nice. I really appreciated that felt safe there, uh, like knowing we were, I don't know, like I, I didn't, I wasn't concerned about like anything on the ride, but I love like just seeing everything. Like I'm visualizing all the buildings and we're just like driving. I'm like, wow, like this is Cairo. Like this is Egypt. We're here. We've arrived, you know? Hey, 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 calling all the goddesses out there. The goddesses who are just now realizing the goddess energy that lives within and the goddesses who have known all along. Yes, hey goddess, it's Crystal, the goddess here, the creator and host of the House of Divinity podcast. I'm a holistic healer, a certified comedic Reiki practitioner, and your goddesshood guide. Here to be of assistance on your journey through goddesshood. You know, the way parents have parenthood and adults have adulthood, you get what I'm saying? So, on the House of Divinity podcast, join us for divine discussions where we'll discuss several different aspects of living life as your most divine goddess self through your mind, body, and spirit. We'll discuss ways to raise your vibration, activate and align your chakras, and stay tuned in and harness your divine goddess energy. If it's gonna help you navigate life on earth at full goddess potential, we're gonna talk about it. Sometimes it'll just be you and I having a divine discussion, other times, we'll be joined by other holistic healers to share their holistic practices and knowledge. So, are you ready to ascend and live life at your full goddess potential? Tune in every week, wherever you listen to your podcast, and find us on social media at House of Divinity by KTG. That stands for House of Divinity by Crystal the Goddess. And go ahead and like, follow, and subscribe. See you there. Bye. And then we start to see the pyramids in the distance and I'm just like like I sink or I float and I just feel this euphoria like I just feel so good I'm like I have been waiting for you like I've been waiting for you and it's small and it's behind the buildings and it's peak 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 peaking and then it gets bigger and it gets bigger and our hotel was very close it wasn't the original hotel because the original hotel we would have stayed at was um, under renovation because of COVID. They decided to renovate. So we probably would have had an even better view, but this was the hotel like next door, a little further down on the same road. And some people had beautiful views from their room, which I believe I posted in the vlog. And that's my dog. He funny. I'm like, what are you jumping up for? But, um, yeah, so some people have beautiful views. I had a view of, like, the, you would say, I guess, like, a garden view, how they'd be posting it on, on their websites. But it was, like, a street view, a city view, a garden view. There's a lot of luscious greenery in front of me from our balcony. And then there's also the gym, the, like, greatest museum of Egypt. I, it's G-E-M. I forget what it stands for. But, I don't know, Great Egyptian Museum or Grand Egyptian Museum. But it's, like, the biggest museum. And it should be open by now. So if you ever, if you go to Egypt now, you should be able to see it. But it, it was under construction. So like when I go outside on my vlog, you just hear a lot of noise and construction. But 
it didn't look like a lot from the outside, but I've looked on videos online of like their progress and it's, it's grand. It's supposed to have like the greatest artifacts. Apparently we had just missed a parade not too long ago where they were bringing some of the artifacts from the old Egyptian museum or the present Egyptian museum into the gym, G-E-M museum. So that was pretty cool. So we go to sleep and of course nobody cares about nothing. We just want to like go to the pyramids. And so the next day we wake up, dinner is cool. We didn't really, like you have this, the whole restaurant and you just kind of find a seat. It was all buffet style. Uh, I like salads, but I couldn't do the salad because they say like don't drink the water there, right? Because our body, our bacteria can't really handle all the same bacteria that they have out there. And so I couldn't, I didn't get a salad because I didn't want to risk it with the water, especially on my first day, especially knowing we were going to the Great Pyramids of Giza tomorrow. So I didn't do the salad, but I did do like some fish and some rice. Um, just real simple, like some fruit. I kept it real simple, real light. But the buffet was beautiful. We said to ourselves, I have a family of four, so we just took up a booth. Didn't really socialize as much. You know, you kind of just, hey, 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 and eat your food. That night, I mean, I do a room tour. The room was fine. It was very actually pretty spacious. I think that was the biggest room we had in Egypt. The beds were the biggest we've had in Egypt. They were actually like full-size beds, maybe queen beds. And then the bathroom, the restroom was huge. We had a full tub with like jets, I think. And then we had a full shower. And then the toilet had a separate room. It was like frosted glass with the toilet and the bidet, which I didn't use. I don't know, I never used the bidet. But the toilet and the bidet was here. So this was a huge restroom. Like you could go to the bathroom and I could go in and wash my hands, wash my face. I could shower while you're in the toilet. Like it was just, it was huge. It was like the size of like a baby's bedroom. It was huge. So that's a little bit about the room. We did our, um, the next day we went to the Pyramids of Giza. And so this is all in vlog number one, right? So we're walking, we get our tickets when we're on the bus. We get off the bus, we walk in, we give the people our tickets. We go through a metal detector. Everywhere we go is a metal detector. Even our hotel had a metal detector. And I think I told you the entertainment was waiting on us when we got to eat, got to our hotel. I don't know. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so when we, let's rewind. So when we first get to the hotel, we're getting off the bus and there's like people playing musical instruments. There's a guy doing like entertainment with like this big old like colorful fan. He's dressed up in something like really nice. And they're like just singing and dancing and doing the thing. We had a welcome drink when we when we got there. Like they had like passion fruit, mangoes. I asked the lady if there had there was alcohol. She said yes. I don't think there was. I think there was just a language barrier. So we definitely definitely had welcome drinks waiting up on us upon our arrival. That was amazing. Um, and then we just waited for our rooms and we got our rooms and we went up. So that was that. Now fast forward back. <laughs> Fast forward back, and I'm gonna do better next time. But this for this first episode is gonna this pod episode is gonna be okay. So fast forward back, we're at the pyramids of Giza, walking through the metal detectors. You put your bag through, you walk your body through. There's two different metal detectors, and then you're walking up to the plateau. And there's like this tall wall, you can't see anything. But mind you, on the right over there, you can see the pyramids, right? We went like away from the pyramids around the block just to get up closer. And then you're like, whoa. So you see all this, right? So the anticipation is building, 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 building. And then what you do, we're walking up. So I can't really see it. You can't really see it. And it's like a slant, right? It's like a slant. 
So you're walking and this is the tall side and the building, the wall is getting shorter and shorter. So as you're walking, you get more view, right? All this is your view. So you're walking and you're like, whoa, but you're kind of far, but you walk. And it's like this large pyramid. We're at the first pyramid. It's a large pyramid and you walk up and it just gets bigger and bigger and we're far away and we stopped to have a conversation because like I said, this was an informational trip. So our tour guides, um, Asher Kwesi, he's giving us information about the pyramids. I wasn't paying attention, honestly. My son was there, it was hot as heck. He was, I don't know. I don't know if he had an attitude or not, but I was on him. He was kind of like being weird about the heat a little bit. And then I was trying to get the videos, the selfies, the boomerangs, I was trying to do all this stuff. Honey was like, you want me to take a picture of you? He had the real, like, Canon camera, I had my phone camera. We was in a, I don't know, I couldn't tell you one word Asher Kwesi said. But I got excited because he was like, all right, let's keep going. And, oh, one thing he did tell us is that like 40 years ago, he went all the way to the top of the pyramid and he had a picture that he was going to show us later that night of him on the very top of that pyramid. They don't let you go up to the very top now because they're trying to preserve it, right? But you can go up like one third of the way and you can go into the pyramid. We didn't do that, but Asher Kwesi did say like, if we wanted to, we could come back later and like during our free time, catch a cab, catch the bus, whatever. And you can go down, like our ticket was good for the whole day. So you could go back down in there. So we're walking up and next thing you know, you're next to the pyramid and one block, is like up to your head and it's like as wide as shoot five times my body and I'm just like each block is massive and my ancestors my African ancestors built this they created this and they were able to build block on top of block on top of block up into the heavens and apparently, many, many moons ago, it was covered in limestone. So limestone is like white. You can imagine all this desert, and then you see this white pyramid. Can you imagine the sun reflecting off of that thing? It was probably like the sun. They were probably like, that's the sun. It shines as bright as the sun. It's huge. And I just remember being in awe, like touching it. Like, wow, I'm really touching this pyramid. Um, my son and I, we went up a little bit. So you have the big, huge blocks, right? But then I guess, I'm assuming the people of Egypt carved steps to make it a tourist attraction, right? So there's steps that you can just go in and go under. You'll see that on the vlog as well. We're going up a little bit and then we just take a few photos. Honey takes a few photos and then we come back down. And so there's three pyramids, three major pyramids. Then there's three little smaller, like dilapid, dilapid dilapidated I think that's the word if not you can correct me in the comments but there's like there are like deflated pyramids so there's three little ones which we didn't actually pay attention to but we went to the second pyramid got some pictures we just walked around the pyramid got some pictures there learned a little bit and then we got on the bus and when we went we went up higher to a higher plateau where you could see all three of the pyramids all three of the big pyramids um, in order, let me see if I put the names. No, but I have the names on my vlog. I'm, I'm a lot more information on the vlog. So we go up to the higher, the higher plateau to see the view. It's amazing. And then we get to ride the camels. This was fun. So we're riding the camels and then buying like souvenirs. I got like some little wallets for a few friends for my sisters. They have like pictures of goddesses and gods and queens of Egypt and the, um, 
like the Medunetter, Medu, Medunetter, which is like the hieroglyphics. It's like the ABCs. So I have like a few of those. I think we got like six of them for like two bucks. So that was a deal. We got to ride camels for the first time. That was super fun. Uh, I remember it was all four of us rode the camels. Jay was like super excited. He really wanted to do it. I think we might have paid like $15 per person if I remember correctly. But we get to a point, we go to one like area. It's all of us, right? Our whole group. So we go to this one area. They get us there where the uh, pyramids are behind us. They take pictures of you, for you, all the things. And then they just bring you back. And so the guy decides he's going to let my camel go. And so I'm like, yeah, that's because I'm a boss. You know, I can handle it. Uh, this camel, he's getting my frequency. He's on my vibe. I'm telling him where to go telepathically, right? And so we're going. And this camel really is just doing its own thing. And I'm just like riding this dang camel. And then the guy is like telling the camel stuff. He's talking to him in Arabic. He's like talking to the camel. And I'm pretty sure he's trying to tell him to take off. I'm pretty sure. So he's telling him all these things. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Like, and all this is on the vlog. But I'm like, yo, what are you doing? What are you telling him? And the camel just goes off. My family, everybody else is going one way. My camel's going up a hill. Next thing you know, I see there's like hay on the ground. My camel decides he's just gonna eat with me on his back. He just starts eating and I'm just there and I'm like, okay, mind you, this is good content, this is good footage. So I got my video, you know, my phone and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm in control of this camel. I don't need nobody to walk it cause I got it. But that was really funny to me. And also I feel like that was, it's very special to me to like be able to have this camel just walking on its own without being guided by anybody. I really love that. And getting on the camel was interesting because you sit on the camel and it's like hydraulics. You go up like all the way like to 30 degrees. I'm a math person. So you go up like 30 degrees and then like because it raises its back legs first and then it pushes up its front leg. So then you get up. So I had to make sure like my phone was secure, my camera was secure and I was secure because I have seen videos of people tumbling off the camels. But you have to secure everything to get up there. And then, yeah. So we did the camel, right? That was pretty fun. Um, after the camels, we went to a shop to look at Chanu's jewelry and different artifacts. So Chanu's, that's your name written in Medunetcher. So the story or the, the significance behind, oh, I'm tripping. Before we went to the shop, we went to see the Sphinx which is um, Haru Amakit is what my ancestors called it. So that's the Sphinx, right? You have the lion, um, you have the Pharaoh's head or the God head with the lion body. Now, it's interesting because on the vlog, I'm like, yo, everything looks so small until you get there. And I didn't realize when you first get to the Sphinx, you're walking up, right? And there's like a wall in the front, so you can't really see anything. So you walk up, you go through the entrance, you give them your ticket, but there's like columns on the inside and uh, like Medunetter on the Medunetter on the walls. And then you walk up a ramp and this ramp, I got to see because I'm sure I have like footage of me there and pictures because it was like walking to the heavens. It was amazing. It was like this dark ramp first it's dark and then it opens up and it's just all the sun, right? This summer heat of Egypt and you just walk up and you just see it there and then you get angry because you see where the nose was knocked off. I think, who was it, Napoleon? I might be wrong. Again, you can fact check that all day. But the nose is knocked off. And you're like, these 
fools, right? These people really like disrespected our stuff. And what places, what monuments do Europeans have like this grand that have been disrespected in this way? So it really just like pisses you off for a moment, a few moments, because you're like, WTF? Like, are you freaking kidding me? So it really pisses you off because you're like, this is our history and y'all really did that. Like y'all really disrespected it that way. And that's all it was. It was just the disrespect for me that I, it freaking irritated me. And so you push through the disrespect and you're standing there looking at this grand monument and you're just like, wow. First of all, I love lions. That is my number one favorite animal in the world. And so you see the tail. I actually created something similar, but it was just a lion. It wasn't a sphinx. Um, but you see the tail on the body and the back of the sphinx they had the the things that they use when they're doing construction over there I don't know if you've ever seen like the movies of them doing construction on temples or I don't know I guess like five-story buildings where it's just like the the ground and it's like the poles that hold it up and it's like another lay of level or layer and then the poles that hold it up it's like that so that was in the back I don't know what they were doing there were no people working but that was around the back and again we got a lesson there it was cool too because you could see the pyramids in the in the distance so there were some nice photos there somebody actually got like experienced heat exhaustion and so they were feeling kind of dizzy and they got walked back to the to the bus to get on there and to like cool down you know with the ac get some water but that heat was no joke and of course this was our first 24 hours so you're probably jet lagged you're probably tired your body is weak right and people probably aren't drinking enough water. So there was somebody, there was a person there, a woman that did experience um, heat exhaustion. And so I remember them like trying to take her and move her and get her, like they had to help carry her and walk her back to the bus. And let's see, so after that, we went back to the bus. I remember this guy, he was buying like, there's people and vendors outside selling you things right a lot of selling you lots of things everywhere you go right they want to sell you stuff and he bought like some big old statues of like bassett like the cat right the goddess that's a cat and he had a few things and i was like no i'm good i'm good i don't want to spend all my money but it was so like cheap you know and i do i think i would go back just to get artifacts just to buy them off the street like i want my house to be like covered in history i want it to be covered in culture culture and plants like I call my home Sunnyside Oasis because it lets in so many light. Most of the rooms, this is the darkest room in my home. But I want to have like plants and culture everywhere. Like that's the goal. So I'm like, I need to go back just to buy stuff off the vendors, you know? So after we leave there, after we leave the Sphinx, that's when we're headed back to the hotel. Let me make sure I'm not leaving anything out. Okay, yeah. So then we go to the shop. Like I told you before, they have Chanus. They have jewelry and artifacts, right? So I could have bought, bought artifacts there, but I'm sure it would have been like more expensive because it wasn't on the streets. And then they had jewelry. So in the jewelry is the chenous. Now the significance of the chenous is that on the temples and on the walls, you will see the chenous and it has the, god the gods and the goddesses' names there. It has the kings and queens. Anyone of importance, anyone of royalty, their name is in a chenous on these temple walls in Medunetra. So the significance is, first of all, I'm a whole goddess out here, right? And so by me buying that chenou, 
it is that reminder for me that, oh, I'm sorry, I'm tapping all on my mic. But it's that reminder of like, you're a goddess, you are royalty, you know, just as your ancestors were royalty on these, you know, on the temple walls, so are you and you get to take that with you as a reminder. And so they had like different designs. They're pretty expensive. Um, if you, you know, get it from the shops, obviously, but they had other jewelry pieces. Um, different gods they had crystals i was surprised so why the crystal love and crystal queen crystal goddess didn't know egypt was going to be full of crystals they had so many crystals there so many crystal jewelry so much crystal jewelry and i just was like what and i didn't even buy any i didn't want to spend all my money <laughs> i was like this was day one y'all i was like we still have 15 days here we still going we went from cairo to luxor to aswan to Abu Simbel, like we had a lot going on. I did not want to spend all my money on day one. So I bought my chenille. I got my son, he he got a necklace that he wanted, a pendant that he wanted. And we didn't get any artifacts, so that was okay. I was fine with that because I just wanted, I knew before I got there I wanted that chenille. The minute I found out what it was, if you are more familiar with like European culture, they call it a um, carta... Starts with the, it's like C-A-R-T-E. I'm trying not to spell Cartagena, which is in Colombia, but um, it is like a Carta something. I told myself it didn't matter because I didn't want one. You know, I'm not going to call it by its European name because it's Egyptian and it's comedic. So I call it a Chenu. So after the Chenu shopping and all of those things, we just waited on the bus for everybody to come. Uh, my honey... He didn't end up getting one because he got his son one that was more expensive than we expected. And then his son wanted to get some gifts for like his mom and his sister. So they did all of that. We went back to the hotel. Again, when you arrive in the hotel, you have to go through the metal detectors. So we did all that. And then we went to the hotel. We just kind of relaxed at the pool. So Jay got in the pool again. Like I said, he was playing with the little girl that was there. And then I just kind of relaxed and just poolside. You could see the pyramids in the distance. And that was really cool. I took pictures of me like holding, can you see my hand? I took pictures of me like holding the, like pinching the tip. Like, so I thought that was really cool. I don't know if I included any of those in the vlog, um, but I'm pretty sure I posted it on my Instagram at Crystal the Goddess. But yeah, I was like, I was taking pictures. I didn't even have a swimsuit on. I was just chilling, like enjoying the view, enjoying the vibes. I don't even think I had anything to drink. I was just there relaxing. Uh, honey came out and joined me and we just chilled there all evening. I mean, all afternoon. We went and had dinner. The dinner was again at the buffet, so that was nice. That's where I had fish. Did I say I had fish for, for breakfast? Oh no, I said I had fish for the first dinner. But yeah, so we had dinner and then after dinner, because I was on the informational trip with um, Dr. Quay's, not doctor, but excuse me, with Asher Quazy and his wife, we did a, um, we had a lecture. We had a lecture that night. And so Dr. Quazy, Mr. Quazy, Asher Quazy, um, Mr. Quazy and his wife, they, they went over some things about, they gave us information about the pyramids, about the Sphinx, about the, the Chanus, the history there. And then I believe if I'm not mistaken, they pre-gamed us or what you see in part two when we go to the temples. Yeah, they were like, this is what you can expect tomorrow. These are the gods and the goddesses we're going to learn about. Um, this is why we're going. Like, they just gave us a whole little, it was a lecture. 
And honestly, I love that because I want, I've been wanting to learn about my history for a very long time. And as far as I'm concerned, any history of Africa is history of me. And so I was just really excited about that. So yeah, that was part one. It was everything it needed to be. It was more than it needed to be. And it's still surreal. Like I almost low key feel emotional. Like this eye right here is getting misty because I'm like, Crystal, you really went to Egypt. You really took your family. Your son was there at 10 years old. We have the pictures to prove it. And I was just reminiscing on Egypt recently on Instagram, but I'm just like, wow, like, you really did it. Like, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> but anyways, before we get out and end this episode, I just really, really, really want to remind y'all, okay? Life is meant to be lived. So go out there and experience it. Even if you have to do it scared, okay? Get out there, all right? And I look forward to hearing your stories. If you want to share one of your travel stories, go ahead and send me a message at Crystal the Goddess um, on Instagram or leave a comment here wherever you're watching this podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast. This just reminds me I need to make an email, which I believe I it's Crystal Crystal the Goddess 444 at gmail.com. If it's not, oh actually I might be able to check it really quick. Cause because you know. Let's see, gmail.com. And actually I don't even know if it's on this if I have access to it on this phone, but I'll confirm, I'll confirm my email. If you want to send me a message and let me know, like, Hey, Crystal, I want to tell you my travel story because I want to hear from you. So that'd be something else that comes up. Oh, it is crystal, the goddess 444 at gmail.com. Yeah. So go out there, live life, tap into your goddess energy, travel the world, see the world, experience it. Okay. And thank you for listening to another episode or not another, but my first episode, but it might be another if you didn't find this one first. But anyways, I digress. Thank you for listening to an episode of Kicking It With Crystal. As you can see, I'm real comfy like, but no, for real. Thanks for listening to Kicking It With Crystal, Travel Diaries of a Goddess. Talk to you next time. Bye. All right, all right, all right. Thank you all so much for joining me on this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. If you'd like to join me on my next goddess retreat, make sure you click the link below. We're going to Costa Rica. Reserve your spot today. Also, if you'd like to purchase the Global Goddess Guide, that link will also be below. And if you want to rep some merch, definitely check out the link below. All the links are below. Also, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to our travel vlogs on YouTube so that you can see everything that I'm talking about here. Thanks for tuning in. I love and appreciate y'all. I hope you have a magical day.